What is going on today, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of The Narcissist Code. I'm your favorite self-aware narcissist, Mr. Lee Hammock, a.k.a. Mental Hildas from TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. You know where to find me at. If this is your first time tuning in, I am a diagnosed narcissist. I have narcissistic personality disorder. It's my cross to bear. I've been in psychotherapy for nearly four years for dealing with this thing. And the point of my entire platform is to bring awareness to mental health disorders, to get more people into therapy, and to also... Also, y'all, validate the victims and survivors of narcissistic abuse and things of that nature. Today's episode is going to be about how a narcissist can sense when you are unhappy. First of all, let me start this episode off by saying a shout out to my uh, new buddy, Danielle. I uh, had a good conversation with my wife today. She's uh, a new friend, new fan of the show. <laughs> but can a narcissist, a narcissist can sense when you are truly unhappy with your life and what's going on and with them and with, with us in particular? So when a, when when you when you are emotionally detached from a narcissist, when you like start to become unhappy, when you start to put in less effort in their relationship with a narcissist, the narcissist can literally y'all. I'm I mean this from a, I can like we can sense it. I can like me. I'm thinking, I'm speaking for me. If you are dealing with a narcissist or you if you are a narcissist, you can probably feel me on this as well. You can like it's like a sixth sense for unhappiness that we are causing. But we don't. We are not willing to take to take accountability for. So in that predicament, when they a narcissist can sense, you don't have to say anything. Like you can say it, you can voice it sometimes. But like sometimes you don't even have to say anything, and a narcissist can still like you know sense that you are unhappy. <clears throat> and in that situation, when you start to try to pull away, when you are becoming emotionally detached from a narcissist, they will start to love bomb you. A lot of times, it, it can go a few different ways. But this way, I'm going to talk about first is the love bombing. I think a lot of people get confused in a relationship. When, uh, dealing with a narcissist when you think the love bombing is just in the beginning of the relationship like in the beginning they whine and dined you and then swept you off your feet dropped you on your head later on in the relationship but nowadays people start to realize that love bombing is not just in the beginning of the relationship they can be love bombing in stages like little love pops <laughs> love pops in the relationship like if you start to pull away emotionally and physically the narcissist can sense it they'll start to love bomb you they'll start to whine and dine you um Wine and dine you, give you everything that you wanted and needed, but it started becoming the person that you thought they were in the beginning. And then once you once you were back hooked, yank, rip the like rip the the rug off from under your feet and flip you up and drop you on your head again. So the narcissist, like yeah, I'm telling you, <clears throat> it's like literally a sixth sense. I could tell when my wife was unhappy in moments and times and things like that. And it used to get on my nerves. I just like I know she's unhappy, but something inside of me, y'all, would not let me talk to her about it. Like something like literally it was like it wasn't even a voice. It was just like a barrier inside my head, inside my brain that wouldn't let me speak to her about it. It just like I couldn't like I could sense that she was unhappy. We wasn't we wasn't we was like pretty much like roommates living together in things of that nature. We were like literally roommates, you know, what I mean, raising a kid together and, you know, helping my step raise my stepson together. It was just like living in the same house, not talking. And I could sense that she was unhappy. I just could not. Back in the day, I would have did, did something. I was like. Let's go. Let's do something different. Let's go work. Let's go join. Let's work out at the gym together. We started working out at the gym together. Let's go do this together. Let's go out to dinner. Let's go take a trip. I mean, not trip. Not anything crazy. Cause I'm not. I'm, 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 I was broke. Uh, <laughs> let's go do something that I noticed she wanted to do that she liked to do, and that would you know kind of in kind of bring her back into the relationship. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like me going to therapy was one of those things to get it back into the relationship. I was like, look, I promise you I'll go to therapy. And, I, and eventually I did. It took me a while to get into therapy. Um, but eventually I did go to therapy because that was like part of the love bomb. And therapy just happened to stick for me. And I tell people this all the time. I'm going to tell you a little backstory why. I know people ask me this all the time. Like, why did you stay in therapy? Because, like, there's a poem by Hiroki Murakami. 
about the storm. It's about, you know, if you know, I was reading, I, do, I read a lot of books, y'all. I do, I do read a lot of books. <clears throat> I read a lot, like literally a lot of books on Audible. I was always, I've always been into, you know, self-betterment and things like that. And so I was, I was reading the book on Audible. Um, I was reading the book on Audible and this poem popped up in the book. And I, that poem described my life. The poem goes like this, y'all. Start. And once the storm is over, you won't remember how you've made it through, how you managed to survive. You won't even be sure whether the storm is really over. But one thing is certain. When you come out of the storm, you won't be the same person who walked in. That's what this storm's all about. I was like, that's my life right there. I screenshot that. Look, I put it on my screen safe. I was like, that's my life right there in a nutshell. My life is this storm. I felt it to my core. And then I was just sitting in the therapist's office, making up these stories in my head to tell the therapist about why I was here and stuff like that. I looked on the wall. That poem was on the wall. I was like, oh, I'm meant to be here. So that's why I, st- that's why I stuck in therapy. That's one of the reasons why I stuck in therapy right there, because that poem was on the wall. That's, call it divine intervention. Call it faith. Call it God. Call it whatever you want to call it. I, that's why I stuck in therapy, because I, I'm supposed to be here. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and look where I am now, four years later. <laughs> and it's just helping propel my life in the, right, in the correct direction, because I still don't know if the storm is over yeah, honestly. <laughs> So that's one of the things like back to back on the topic, y'all know y'all back to the topic at hand. But like I literally could sense when she was unhappy, y'all. I could, I could sense it. And I was just like in the, the last time she left last year in um, April of 2020 during COVID times, you know, she left me during COVID. So I don't know. I'm, I'm going to play the victim real quick. See, my wife left me during COVID by myself. y'all. <laughs> no, I deserved it. She did. She left for a reason. <laughs> um but I could see I, I could easily flip that and play the victim to people like, when did your wife leave? It's like she left me at the peak of COVID time, like right after, you know, the lockdowns happened. So I couldn't do anything. She can go out and gallop around town and take my son and stuff like that. There's nothing I can do because COVID and I can't take her to court and stuff like that. It's just the process. I could I could yeah, I could have manipulated and weaponized that so easily, but I just didn't um, because I'm a better person than that. I am a diagnosed narcissist in therapy. I'm a better person than that. So I didn't weaponize it. I used it as fuel to get get her home. Um, cause I didn't want to be alone. That's one of my biggest fears is being alone. Like, you know, dying alone. I was like, if I get COVID, I'm gonna be in here by my damn self. Like what I'm gonna do, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I was like, right, I gotta get her back. Um, <clears throat> I worked hard to get her back. So therapy, marriage counseling, all the other good stuff. But like before the day, the day that she left, we were like really quiet. And I was like going to drop my other son off. I was like, I'll be back. You know, it's just like, and I knew she was unhappy. I could sense it. I was like, she's just super unhappy right now. And I am too. I was just like, well, we'll talk about it sooner or later. It'll come out. It'll, it'll all come out. When I came home, she was gone. I'm like, damn, I guess it did come out. <laughs> I guess I was right. But typically in that situation, I would have said something to her. I ran up behind her and hugged her and kissed her or something like that. I just could not. Like, I'm telling you, this is the force in me that would not let me do it. Like, I know some of y'all religious folks were like, that was the devil that was holding you back, you know. Or that was that Jezebel spirit that I told you that was in you. That was, was holding you back. That Jezebel spirit, brother. That's why you couldn't go to hug your wife. Uh, ah. And that's why you're, you're a demon. Uh, ah. Because that Jezebel spirit, then you, you, need, you need to find God. Uh, ah. Sound like a preacher, don't I? <laughs> Sound like a pa- Pastor Hammock right here. Pastor Lee Hammock. No. <laughs> no. I do believe in God, y'all. I'm actually reading the Quran right now. I read the bu- entire Bible last year when my wife left. I'm starting to read the Quran right now. So in those situations like that, back to topic, I know I keep I keep getting sidetracked a little bit, but this is a very interesting story. So if you made it this far, thank you so much. I really, truly appreciate you. If you listen to this on podcast form, Apple Apple Music, Spotify, give me five stars. Give me a good rating. Give me a thumbs up. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. I really, really do. Um, <clears throat> but 
in that situation, they could, I could sense it, and I wanted to, I wanted to try to fix it, but I just something literally inside me would not let me fix it. So she left. But in, in your situation, like I said, the narcissist could love bomb you, could start giving you everything that you want and need in that situation. But like, if you've made your mind up to leave, just go ahead and leave because they're not going to change. This is just a, this is just a momentary brief glimpse into what they could be. It's like literally sharing their potential, like sharing you, sharing their potential with you. Again, you may just like, okay, here you go. This is the potential I have. This is what I can do. You know who I, who I can be, but not who I really am. You know, this is who I can be. You remember me from the beginning of the relationship when I was giving you everything that you wanted to need. This is who I can be. This is not who I am. So you dealing with this the narcissist, they'll start, they'll show that, show you that person again. You'll be like, why am I going to leave this person? Like, I love them. I love this person. This be man or man or woman or non-binary. You know what I mean? I love this person. Like, I really, really do. Like, this, why am I leaving? Like, this person can make me happy. This is the potential. This is what I want and need. And you decide to stay, yank. The rug is put, pulled off under you slowly. It might be slow. It might be really, really quick. Go back to normal. And then, you know, you might have another baby on the way. You might have bought another car. You might have literally just bought a house. Something to tie you together. Something to make the narcissist be able to snap back into, you know, brief mode. But this is this is what I say in those situations right there. If they can show you, if they can flip a switch to show you that they can give you everything that they ever want, everything that you want without you asking. You don't have to ask. You don't have to tell. Look, this is a, you don't even have to tell them what you want. They just do it naturally. That right there should be a red flag to you to go ahead and keep continue on your pulling away and continue on your emotional disconnect sometimes because that means they were in, they know how to make you happy. They were just intentionally not making you happy by choice. They were choosing to not make you happy. They're literally opening their mouths and choosing to not make you happy, to not move forward with you, to you know, continue about continue about their way, and just do minimal do minimal stuff to keep you around. They were choosing to make you unhappy. They were choosing to push you to, to push to, to push you to this point where you feel like you need to leave and things of that nature. They were choosing to do it, so let there be a red flag to you right there. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and so, like I said, and a lot of times you're dealing with that situation. Um, the other side of the coin is like when a narcissist can sense your 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 energy about you, like you're pulling away, like you're disconnected from a relationship. They'll start to cheat on you. This is not me speaking personally. This is me talking to people for one on ones. Um, you know, I've done so many one on ones now. The stories started to you know blend together. But like one of the common themes is like I was just emotionally disconnected and I started to pull it away from from this person, and they started cheating. They start working on your replacement. Like in that situation right there, like when you start, they can feel the emotional disconnect, they will either love bomb you or they will start trying to replace you and push you away. And a lot of times they'll discard you. And for somebody else and in that situation right there, you probably feel terrible. You will literally probably feel terrible in that situation right there because the situation you will feel terrible in that situation because it, the way it, it arises, you'll be like, man, what in the world am I dealing with? What am I what am I, what do I have going on right now? You know, what I mean, and. And you have been discarded for somebody else, even though you were on the way out anyway. They went ahead and replaced you. So now you feel that. So now, even though you wanted to leave anyway, you've been replaced. So you start to feel less there. You're like, what is wrong with me? And they, they end up, and they, you, if you watching their social media, you watch it, you getting constant updates on their relationship. You are watching them give the next person everything that you ever wanted. And that brings you down even more. That drops you down to another level. You're like, man, what in the world is going on with my life right now? Like, goodness gracious, like, I, what, was I not good enough to make this person happy? Like, how dare, like, how are they going to choose to give this person everything that, that I wanted and needed when they, all they had to do was do that for me and I would have been happy? You start to question your own self-worth, but even though you are already disconnected, 
and they are giving the next person everything that you want to need it because they know it works because they know you wanted it and needed it. And that was make that was makes people happy. And they just withhold it withheld it from you because it was a weapon. And once they love bomb the next person with everything that you wanted and needed, they're going to take that away from them as well. It's the pattern, the patterns, the patterns are there. Y'all literally the patterns are there. And here's one more thing before we cut this to an end. This is the discard. A lot of people don't talk about. I've talked about it before. So if you're, you're a fan of mine, if you watch a lot of my videos or heard a lot of my podcasts, this is another, another discard that comes up a lot. Sometimes the narcissist will treat you so badly, push you away, get you so emotionally disconnected that it forces you to be the one that discards them. Like you, you go up to them like, look, I think you should move up. Look, I think we should break up. And they use that as an excuse to go out there and start clapping cheeks, doing whatever. Go out there and start big, hop into a relationship immediately. It's like, how did you hop into a relationship so fast? Like they just moved on really, really quickly because that person, that person was already there. And they just needed an excuse for the relationship to end. And now you broke up with them so they can just say, hey, look, they broke up with me. What do you expect me to do? Sit around and, and cry and beg and plead? No, they broke up with me. I'm not going to sit here and beg them to come back to me. I'm moving on to somebody else. Boom. Got you. What are you going to say? Did you not break up with them? Did you not? Was that not the truth? Did you? Are you not the one that told me to move out? Are you not the one that moved out? Is that not you? Did you not make that happen? You see how that works? You see how the mind works? Now I have an excuse. Now I have a front end excuse to go do what I want to do and nobody can question me because guess what? You discarded me. Boom. Got you. So be careful in that situation right there and keep your feelings to your, keep your feelings on, like hold on to them, y'all. Hold on to these feelings. Hold on to this strength. Hold on to this love and power that you have. You know what I mean? Hold on to it because you're going to need it. I promise you, you're going to need it. This is Lee Hammock telling you that you're going to need those feelings. You know what I mean? Hold on to those feelings. Hold on to their strength and stuff like that because you're going to need it. But like, if you make your mind up about leaving, just keep you keep you keep the guns because, like I said, one of those situations is going to happen. It's going to make you question your own worth and value. Make a plan, follow through with it. Don't don't waver with promises of change. Like I promise you, because a narcissist will look you dead into your face, be crying, begging, pleading. Snot running out their mouth, out their nose. Please, baby, please give me a second chance. I love you. Please don't leave me. Please, please, please. As soon as you give me a second chance, they they be cheating on you. You be like, no, why I do that? Stand in your power. Stand in your truth. Anyways, y'all, thank y'all so much for tuning in. You know, we've completed another episode. We over fifty. What's this episode fifty seven of the Narcissist Call? Y'all, we rolling. We are rolling here. The whole month of June, we did the video every day. Now I'm doing two videos a day. Um. If you um, if you are a podcast only, I'm doing two videos a day on my YouTube because I'm doing a question and answer or I go live on my YouTube channel. So follow me on that YouTube channel. You want to see me go live and do a live question and answer session. Anyways, y'all, if you're watching the podcast, you made it this far. Five stars on Apple Music and Spotify, please. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> I thank y'all so much. I really appreciate y'all tuning in again. Thank you so much. Peace.